What's up, everybody? It's Justin live from B2B Vault, the payment technology podcast sponsored by Nationwide Payment Systems with your host, Alan Kopelman. And we'll be providing you educational information regarding small business, fintech, payment processing, and the technology businesses are using in the world today. And in today's podcast, it's Cybersecurity Month. So in honor of that, we decided to have a show focused on cybersecurity, what you should do to avoid being, you know, hacked, uh, stuff stolen, whatever it is that you falls under cybersecurity. Uh, there's a lot involved in that, you know, and people fall for the okie doke on the regular. Um, people don't pay attention. People click things that they shouldn't. Uh, people give information personal information, sensitive personal information at that to uh, people over the phone that they have no idea where they're talking to. Um, there's just many different uh, scams that are going on out there and your website and your email and your t phone, your text messages are all ins to for for ways for you to get your you know information stolen or whatever. Um, so in an honor of cybersecurity month, Today's podcast is cybersecurity. Cybersecurity. So we made a list of things you should be, you know, a little more vigilant about because definitely there's been an uptick in stolen identities, stolen credit card numbers, bank accounts, and so on and so forth. And, you know, everybody's, I always tell everybody, like, I log into my Credit Karma or Capital One or... Mm -hmm. Um, I think when I use Experian mm -hmm. and there's like a dark web thing. Right. And it's like, oh, your information's on the dark web. I mean, your information is just on Google. I mean, it's pretty bad. Someone could just put in my name. They could find my, ad, you know, addresses, phone, phone really number. Easy. It's pretty easy. Most people's information is fairly public. Yep. I mean, I don't even know how you can erase it at this point it's been out there for so long so but things you can do like you know like have antivirus on your computer and actually hit the scan button have it you know i mean most or have most it devices come with the you know antivirus already on your computer right so instead of you you know not paying attention or monitoring it you know listen to what they tell you Right. So usually it has like a time to scan it, but make sure like that's happening. You know, a new thing is like, and I'm not sure like this helps at all, but I know that it will hinder in some cases when you're trying to make a purchase or you're trying to do maybe log into your online banking. This, you know, that, but a lot of people talk about VPN, virtual mm -hmm. private network. What's your thoughts on that? Um, I don't know enough about it to, uh, you know, have my opinion. I would say that virtual private networks are uh, more secure for like businesses, I would say, um, on my side, you know, like from my understanding of, you know, what a VPN is, I don't see like a civilian, the purpose of, of, a, of some, you know, some mom or dad just. I know, see it's an option on my iPhone now. Well, yeah, I mean, if that's when well, you operate a business, so you have some sort of, you know, 
sensitive information. You might be sharing a social security number to somebody via text or whatever. I don't, Try you know, not to do that. <laughs> yeah, right. But I'm just saying it happens, right? Right. So in that case, you know, the VPN, if set up properly, it can help you prevent some things. But yeah, like if I don't, I don't see the, the 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 purpose in like somebody like myself. Well, I yes, I do have a v, I had a VPN set up on my phone before, but I stopped. I, I stopped realized that I don't use my phone for like logging into websites and stuff like that. Yeah, one thing is is if you have a VPN or you're generating a, you know, generating an IP address for your computer or trying to hide it mm -hmm. when you go do a credit card transaction, your credit card won't go through. Right. So that's a minus for that part of it. Um, you know, the other thing is going to like today, we got somebody sent us a website, right? And then it came up and said it was a malicious website. So you got to be careful with that. Too. I don't know. You sent me a link today saying somebody. Oh, website. the woman who was trying to sell you link building. Yeah. And then the website was a big red screen. Do, so, not, do not enter this website. Yeah. Anybody who's soliciting their services and you, you they send you, well, did, she didn't send me that link. I, I mean, I'm just going to, you know, do some investigating before we hire anyone to do anything. And the website was broke and unsafe. And come on, man. Like, how are you doing business in 2022 like that? I don't know. Yeah, I always, like, freak out when somebody sends me a website and it's, like, a web company or a marketing company. And then it's not secured or there's... How are you not going to have an SSL certificate activated on your website in 2022 and you're a digital marketing company? Come on, man. I don't know. Exactly. Whatever. Not getting my money, pal. Yeah, definitely you need to make sure people have, you know, locks on their site, SSL certificates. Uh, the payment pages are secure when you make a payment. At the bare minimum, they the payment page, checkout page will be secure. But even then... That's still suspect to me. Like, I don't know. The whole website should be secure. Yeah. I mean, it's most companies. It's 100 offer, bucks a year at the most. So right. But like, a lot of companies now offer like managed hosting and it already comes with. GoDaddy gives you a free SSL certificate. Right. Um, Bluehost, if you host, you know, buy the domain through them and host, they give you a free SSL certificate. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's available. It's available, and and you know, there's ways of going around it to you know not have to pay as well. Right. There's ones that you can download or something. So the other thing that's you know cybersecurity month they've been talking about a lot is the amount of phishing that's going on, phishing emails, and we're not talking about the one catching an actual fish, the pH phishing, you know, phishing emails, phishing text, SMS messages. Um, you know, that's a big phone calls, phone calls. It's a huge thing. Like, don't fall for any of that. If you don't know who's sending you the link, like just avoid it. I get an email. I mean, a text message every day saying that my package from UPS is stuck in the warehouse and the link the link doesn't it's not even ups so it's like i can imagine you know I, I can see my mom clicking that link like yeah i yell at my mom all the time yeah like, we just don't click about that. that yeah don't click on these links if you don't know it you know online safety 
is a big thing. And, you know, not just from like your personal. What is online safety? Uh, online safety is what we're talking about. When you're getting links, we talked about going to websites that aren't secure. And it's a thing where, you know, let's say you own a business. You know, maybe you sit down your employees at Cybersecurity Month, sit everybody down and say, hey, let's go over some basics of cybersecurity. Yeah. Like you get a ton. You know, I get hundreds of emails a day, right? I send them to junk. I check my junk to make sure there's nothing that should maybe sometimes things slip in there that you don't want to slip in there. But, you know, I see stuff in my junk all the time. Oh, uh, here's an invoice. Uh, here's a voicemail. You know, it's always stuff with attachments. If you don't know what the attachment is, don't open it. You know, I had somebody send me an attachment the other day. I didn't know what email that was. I just deleted it. Mm -hmm. And the person called me on the phone. I was like, uh, I don't know you. Like, you just, you know, sent me an email. Nothing in there. Hi, Alan. Nothing. Right. Or I see stuff like, oh, pay this bill. If you're not expecting a bill, then don't open it. You know, don't open Were it. Were you the one talking about the email the other day about... Uh, whitelisting emails. I don't know. This is when we were talking about in uh, for the fraud. I mean, for uh, if you got kicked off a of stripe. But so there's this is, you know, goes to, you know, the email part of it a little bit. But I was reading an article about there's a company that's looking to disrupt this like the email right. industry. Yeah, we were you were you had sent me that article and I was reading it about the guy who originally came up with blockchain idea. Yes. And and the whole idea behind the blockchain wasn't for transactional Bitcoin. It was for, it was email. for email to to basically cut out all the basically destroy spam on the internet. And so then we need so, that bad. And so the like the, how it would work is that you would you would if if I was a you know say I was going to send emails I had all these emails under my contact list and they're whitelisted. If I wanted to send emails outside of that group, yeah, it would cost a quarter Ooh. per email. It should. So imagine all well, of those, those scammers people, would stop. It would just stop. Yeah, it would stop so if they had to pay. If they're not even I if they had to pay a, a nickel, idea. even if they had to pay a five penny. cents, they wouldn't do it even for a penny. No, they wouldn't do it for a penny. No, well, somebody might send a hundred. But that ain't enough, right? That's not enough. Not the scammers. Not the scammers. No, the scammers. Like what? Remember, we I showed you that email. It said the boom of sales, and for what ninety nine dollars, you could send it would send like twenty million emails. Sure, out. it would. I was like, wow. Like and no, then, and in doing jail. so, and then in doing so, your domain gets blacklisted because you send your you know you're spammy. So everyone's marking your website. So that's something that people don't understand either. You have a website and your domain, your email is, you know, whatever, justin at b2bvault.info, right? Yeah. That's the email. So we decide to use a marketing campaign with that email address. Well, 300 people decide to market that as spam. That's not good. No. Right? Yes. So after that, Google recognizes that and they put a little check mark next to your domain. And, and so it limits your search results in, in, you know, when someone's Googling for something relevant to your business, if that happened to you. So 
Be very careful about the emails you're sending out. Yeah. Once I had an employee that worked here and I don't know what possessed her, right? She took like, she just went on the email and emailed out like 500 emails. Oh yeah. No, that's and then good. I got a phone call from uh, GoDaddy and, and Microsoft. And I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. And then they said, Oh, that, this person they told me who it was and i went and asked the person they said oh i didn't do that and i said well you obviously did because we're getting a mm -hmm. you, you got, got red, you got flagged no we just got a warning from microsoft and from gmail yeah and that was during the pandemic so they they were really like flexing their muscles at that time <laughs> and stopping people no it's like you know just you they need to cut like if they charged for email Man, my email box, I would it would be, be a lot easier to manage, that's for sure. Yeah, I would dig it. I would be very happy. I don't know what happened to that invention, but someone needs to dig it out. No, he's working, they're working on they're it. They're working on it. I think it would be a big but I mean, just think about how much how uh, that's a really disruptive, you know, they have an opportunity there, right? Yeah, because it they would say be a the very people, disruptive technology for people sure. who disruptors are the ones that you know make a lot of money and you know create fortunes for their families. But um, I think getting even to the point of where you're disrupting Gmail or Microsoft, I don't think it's going to disrupt gonna Gmail. It's going to Gmail should be happy because then they won't have people going that's up, what I also up too, opening like, up fake accounts. Like, <laughs> getting Gmail to adapt to that too would probably, is probably not the easiest well, thing because they're probably like, why didn't we think of that? Or you know, or they're probably building on it and they don't want to, you know, they don't want to part. Well, it's not that Gmail could stop like most of the stuff that I get that spam. Mo most of it's coming through Gmail. <laughs> yahoo it's coming through these free email places mm -hmm. that's where it comes from they don't they don't go buy a domain and then send it from a domain because the domain's just going to be trashed after oh right yeah so they're not doing they're not going and getting a microsoft account they're going and getting free email accounts that's the problem free uh, email shouldn't be free unless you're a student yeah they need to figure that out i mean if email wasn't free to get an email account People wouldn't have all these email accounts, but G, but you know what? Also, Google's part of the problem because every time you sign up for some of these services, it's all linked to Gmail. Then you need a separate Gmail account for every little service you go hook up. So they created their own problem. Yeah, and also the stores—they sell your information, right? So yeah, exactly. So you know, you really need to educate yourself, educate your family members, educate. That your employees on the job, you know, cybercrime, don't get scammed. I saw a figure 594 people a year globally get scammed through an email or a website. Only? Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. it's a lot. Doesn't Not seem only. like a lot. Well, there's 350 people in the U.S., or something like that. 350 million in the U.S. Is that no? That's not right. Oh, you said 594 million. million. Right. I thought you said 594. No, 594 million people. Oh get yeah, yeah, that sounds globally. about right. You know, and the other thing is, is the amount of devices that a person has. Like I remember, you know, whatever when computers started, you had a lot of people, one computer in your whole house. Mm -hmm. Right now, it's like. Everyone, you, know, you have a house. Let's say I have me and my son. You know, I have a laptop. He has a laptop. We both have a phone. I have a tablet. 
right? So that's five. Then every you have three TVs. They're all hooked up to the internet. That's eight devices. An Alexa is nine. The alarm system, 10. The air conditioning, 11. So you got a garage door, 12, 12 devices in a house hooked up to the internet. And then he's got a game system, mm-hmm. right? So somebody, two people in a house, we got 14 items on the internet. That's, man. So can you imagine? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I had, at one point, I remember at the height of, of, of Justin being super dad, there was almost 50 something devices connected to that's our crazy. Internet. Yeah. That's With six nuts. kids, right? So yeah. six times three is 18. Right. We're just saying three devices per kid. Then all my stuff, you got a laptop, tablet, you got the desktop. I've had, I had two, two, actually two desktops, one from the office, one for the kids. Right. right. So that in case they wanted to, you know what I mean? Wife had game systems. I had a game system. Wife had her stuff. Dude, there was, I, I looked at that because AT&T called me and they said that I had to, they were about to charge me for the internet usage or I had to upgrade my, you know, my current account. Yeah. So you got to look at that. How many devices do you, are you using? You know? Yeah. And some of them weren't even around anymore, you know? Yeah. It's correct. Well, no, you got, I, I logged into my, uh, got to remove the devices that aren't there. Right. You got to go on, go online and click, Oh, this doesn't belong here anymore. Not being used, whatever. Monitor that at the bare minimum, at least monitor, you know, log in. You don't want your neighbor four houses down the street. You know what I mean? logged into your Wi-Fi and exactly running your uh, yeah that's house. another thing I don't like is with some of the companies now that they put in a router and then there's a public Wi-Fi. Um not I don't like that and it's very difficult to shut off. You do have to tell the guy to turn it off. Yeah you when have to call up on the phone and tell or him. when you're installing. Yeah, you can tell you have to say, I was like, turn yeah, off the want, public Wi-Fi. Yeah, I don't need people to stand outside. The other, of the other big thing, which is out of control, is password protection, right? So, password protection. I don't know. Whatever you, you know, I, I use two-factor authentication on every site that offers it. It is a little bit of a pain in the butt because you have to wait for a text to come or an email to come so you can log into whatever you're trying to log into. But it's important. Or if you have the option, you know, with the phones now, it has a lot of push notifications too. So if you're logging into that. Yeah, it has that authentication app on your your phone. phone, It's automatic, right? So, I mean, they're getting better at it, but I, I am a fan of it and I'm condoning it. And, you know. I think they need to come up with a, Better way, a better like system with passwords. Like you have to constantly. I'm changing passwords. I get, you know, changing passwords. Coming up with new passwords. <laughs> then should everything. Be, there should be one thing. Log in with your email. Yeah, that's log, it. Yeah, log in with we, your email or it. your phone number. That's it. Yeah. Hello, everyone. We like to take this time to thank our sponsors, Nationwide Payment Systems and NPS Printer. We'd also like to shout out the listeners and everyone that's subscribed to our YouTube channel. Thank you for tuning in. If you'd like to reach Alan or myself, head over to b2bvault.info where you'll find two forms, one to contact us and another if you're interested in becoming a sponsor. If you'd like to sign up for our merchant account, 
click the apply now button located at the top of the page of b2bvault.info where you'll answer a few questions and you'll be on your way to processing payments in no time. The podcast is available on Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, and other popular streaming networks. Thanks again for listening. Log in with your email or your phone number, and then it sends you a text or an email, you know, and then, and then you'll how, approve it. You authenticate it. And that's it. And it's then, it's then it's connected to that device. You know, you can uh, use it. I like the way Gmail does it. Gmail's Gmail did a great job with it. So I don't know. They need to put show their, uh, you know, their competition, how they're doing it, if they want to, but they probably well, don't. So it, yeah, but it's not it's not Gmail. It's it's how it's connect. How you, you know, how many websites Google did it? It's not just it's, it's not okay, right. But it's I'm, Google. The way Google has incorporated it into the like how you can saw, sign into different websites and all that other stuff, right. and the way that it does it automatically. Yeah, they that they've done it the best job that I've that I see. Yeah, I think it just need. I think they got to come up. There's some organization Fido F I D O. They're trying to come up with an authentication standard that's across the board. You know, and the other thing is you got to be careful with all these. We've talked about it on the podcast before, but we'll just, you know, these P2P payment apps mm -hmm. and having them on your phone and making sure that they're all secure <coughs> and on two-factor authentication, uh, authentication also so that you don't get money stolen out of your account. Yeah, I just canceled my cash out. My kids are terrible. They're not very happy with pops, but I sent some money to one of my daughters and she changed her cash app name. Uh oh. And so went to whatever, someone else. Whatever reason, Cash App stores this the old. Yeah. I mean, I don't know no, I didn't. I stopped the trend. I sent the money, but then I canceled it. Oh, okay. The other thing people should do is if you're not you know, you know, get some kind of free credit monitoring going, cybersecurity month, get that going, credit karma or something else that's free. Also, your bank usually offers sometimes, like my bank has some Equifax thing. And also Equifax, Asperian and TransUnion, one time a year will let you get your credit report for free. Mm -hmm. And some of them offer a free service you know, and a lot of them, like I said, you're going to see when you log in, don't freak out. Oh, all my stuff's on the dark web. It's just, you know, out of control. And here's this is a something that came up this morning in a news article. And I won't talk. I wanted to talk about just a little bit. The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, they filed a lawsuit today against Global Payments, which is a credit card processor and a merchant called Active Network. So I looked up this Active Network, and it's a company that does credit card processing for charities like YMCAs, mm -hmm. when somebody's doing like a 5K run and all different kinds of activities. And what they did was, is when you paid, and, I, and Ticketmaster does this too, which is highly annoying. They go, oh, do you want to get this free thing? And they always try to get you to sign up for stuff when you're checking out with Ticketmaster. Oh, right, right. Is that. I find it really annoying, but apparently this company went one step further and they had a one-click button to join a savings club and it was charging people like, you know, I don't know, 5 or $10 monthly fee. 
And you're a long, long, long time ago, Visa and MasterCard had put a rule in not allowing the uh, not allowing um, sharing the credit card number between merchants. Mm. So you couldn't say like, oh, I bought a ticket on Ticketmaster or you gave a donation and then they use flip your credit card number and use it in another transaction. What that's what they were doing though? Apparently it didn't say it completely, but it looks like it from the wording of the article. So they said that the company collected over three hundred million dollars and only provided eight point four million in benefits to those people. So discounts. Some of the people might not have even realized that they signed up for the service in the thing. So, like I said, practice of sharing credit card data has been against the card rules for a long time. And the, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, which I spelled wrong, <laughs> I wrote it out, CFPD, which is, they've been around for a while, but it's finally they're actually like doing stuff. So they're cracking down on illegal payment schemes, junk fees. And I don't know. This dark pattern thing is like what this place was doing. They call it a dark pattern. And I just, I didn't even know what that was. It's kind of sinister. It no, I had to look it up. So a dark pattern is when somebody's selling something on a website and they're not totally revealing how much you're going to pay. Mm. So it's not like completely revealed. And then you sign up for something and you don't realize what you signed up for or like this one. Oh, do you want to get join this discount club? Right. And then you didn't know that they were using your credit card information again. Right. Which is not supposed to be. But apparently that's what it sounded like. From what, That's kind of a dark pattern. So even now, like I, I remember we had a guy who wanted to sign up for processing and the bank sent a note back and they go, oh, we don't like this thing dark pattern the guy has on his website i didn't even know what they were talking i said what is that that educate me nice never heard that terminology before but now i know what it is the dark pattern so you know it's just something to watch out for illegal payment schemes at cyber security month you know make sure you know be vigilant with your credit be vigilant with your online what you're doing online, on your phone, on your computer, your laptop, even now your TV, because it's crazy. Your TV is connected to the internet. Mm -hmm. You're accessing uh, Netflix and there's tons of other services, you know, coming out, you know. I mean, you're putting your card in. I mean, so you, you plug your TV in, you're putting your card information in. Right. You plug your game system in. Yeah. Putting your card information in. Right. I mean, at at that point, I think if, you know, you just have people have to be way more diligent and more responsible. Well, one thing is, is, you know, they can come up with a more, you know, they have tokenization when it comes to like cards. So like American Express cards, they're all pretty much tokenized. So when you let's say you I, I have one. So if I go to the credit card machine and I stick it in the credit card machine, mm -hmm. That number that's on that card is not necessarily what's getting processed in that machine. Right. The chip is tokenizing the transaction. And the problem is, is when you're um, doing like an online transaction, that, that that's not happening because you're happen. punching in the number. 
right? By hand, right? You're keying it in mm -hmm. on a keyboard or you might be keying it in on your phone or on your TV. <coughs> You're, you know, using a keyboard or maybe moving the remote around to key it in, right? Right. And, you know, I saw a long, 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 long time ago in Canada, right, that they had these um, fobs that people had. I don't know if they still use them in Canada, but I thought it was a great idea. So it was a little fob and you just had it on you. And then when you want to do an online transaction, you would, instead of using your whole card number, you would just take your card, stick it in the device. And let's say we had a device in the office, everybody could use it. It's not a device for me. Mm -hmm. It's a device. Anyone could use the device. So you could just have one device in your house. Then when you want to use your card, you stick your card in there. And then the chip gives you like a, some eight digits or something. You put that in. That it, it, it like tokenized your card for that transaction for was good for like 10 minutes. It's interesting. They use similar things like when they open the locks on the ATM. Mm -hmm. So uh, you go to the ATM. You want to open up the want to open up the the vault the vault has a keypad on it and it has a little fob and then the person going there has a fob they take their fob they stick it up to the machine and then and then the computer sends them back to their fob did the, the code to open the machine up nice that's and that's and that's and then they can open up the lock and but even if i gave you the combination it's not going to be good it's good one time the one-time combination i like it so i think you know there's technology out there it just needs to get put to use you know just like we talk about the credit card competition act which you know we don't like to talk about too much but that's the kind of thing that dick durbin should be paying attention to stuff like that right to put it you want to get the cost of credit card processing down get the get fraud take care you know start doing things that's going to alleviate fraud Mm -hmm. Right. You know, email like the charge for emails, right? Gmail, Yahoo, AOL, Hotmail, whatever, all these email places start charging people for email. If you charge people 10 bucks a month for email, like Microsoft does, people wouldn't be opening up a gazillion email accounts. No, I mean, and on top of that, it, it, I don't know. I think that it should be only free for students. No, but it makes sense. Yeah. Students should have. Because they get a, a dot uh, edu email at, from the university, right? That's what I'm saying, right? But I'm just saying, but what? Yeah, but I, I and then agree you with could you. avoid avoid a lot of youth on the social media. Because then I, I I mean I'm anti regulation, but like there's also things that do need. You know, you can't just be out here anarchy right no, but like, would, there'd be no rules right no that can't happen there's no, got to no. be rules and right. so there's got to be ways for you know the emails the email thing is just it's just it's just a free-for-all and, and it would and, also cut down on a lot of scammers because if your email is attached to you mm -hmm. right then they know like oh that's a good email for Apple. <laughs> it's almost right? like the government should start issuing them like uh social security cards yeah Something, yeah, that, yeah, have, you have your email and that's your part of your online identity for life. Yeah, I think it's really important. I think it would be, I think it would be pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Except, like, then you, what would you do if you had to have a work email? I guess that would be your email and you just integrate it into the work system somehow. Yeah, I'm sure that they, you'd forward it. Yeah, you somehow. forward it to your work email. 
and then that's it. And then, you know, you have a work email and a personal email. If you leave the job, then you get, you still have your original Allen email. You have your Justin email. Allen at USA. Right. United States.com, whatever, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, that's good. Everybody should have that at their name and at USA.com. If there's, I don't know if there's more than one Allen Gopelman, but if there is, it could give numbers. Well, I mean, you'd be able to treat, it's just like you sign up for any email you choose, right? Right. Like, oh, that's not available. The guy's, he's older than you, you know, when he passes on, we'll recirculate that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or whatever. I don't but, know how it will work, but it just seems, however, the systems that they're doing with the social security numbers do that yeah, with email exactly. addresses. Identify, it would cut down on a t- that in itself, right? And charging for email addresses. You know, right. The charging for email address when I'm talking that out with you is kind of troubling because uh, imagine all the, you know, people who can't afford to even, one, they don't have the internet. Well, there could be. They don't have internet. And then two, and like now we're going to charge them to get an email address. Well, no. You need an email address to, to fill out an application. No, no, I'm saying like there should be a free email address, right? That does limited stuff, right? And then if you, get into like bit you're if it's attached to a business right right and you're sending out more than x amount i don't know how many email like even if that my, email if that i i think that they should keep it how that that guy with bitcoin the way he that is smart if, yeah, he, just, if you're not if you've never sent this person an email before right and you're cold calling you shouldn't you shouldn't be able to do that you should you, you know I, mean, I, get, be I a, get so many messages on linkedin ridiculous on linkedin every day i get 30 40 messages i don't know yeah linkedin needs to definitely need to do something better than what and, they're doing and linkedin also needs to organize give you the uh, give you a way to organize your email box to like people you know messages you want to return because they don't it's 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 impossible to deal with and then you have to go in there and like, oh, I don't want to talk to this guy. Delete, delete, delete. Yeah, I've missed several opportunities. Yeah. Because of how. Because it's LinkedIn, not organized. It doesn't push up the, you know, like how in, you know, Gmail, it organizes it to like updates, promotions, social, and then you your inbox. And you can forward, flag the images, the, the, the emails that you want to go to your inbox, right? Right. Or you can forward them to the folder that you want them to go into. But and even Microsoft, their product is horrible now too. Like they should have a they have like two things like you have focused and other and they should just have it where you're like, oh this one's important. But you know you can flag it and it moves it to the top. Well, I mean, that's what filters blood. are for. Right. That's what I'm, I'm not so great with, you know, setting up the filters, setting up all the filters. Yeah. I mean, it's, but I just try it's to, it's something that we were forced to do like Gmail, you know, it's before they created those, uh, right. cause I've been using the G suite since it launched, you know what I mean? Since literally I, we were beta users for that. Right. Um, so, and then, you know, from that point you had to create, you know, like, the Allen folder, the nationwide. Yeah, I have systems. folders for people, but, but I'm I mean, just... saying like every time an email comes for you, I don't have to go look in my focused email. It goes straight to the Allen inbox. Right. I'm just know? saying, I get so much garbage. It's just crazy, <laughs> and it's like ne- yeah. next to impossible. That's how you something. filter it out, though, sir. Okay, well, I, I'll have you come set up my email. Can, that's what happens when you when it you, is extra. <laughs> IT is extra. 
All right, so that's today's podcast on cybersecurity, and it's Cybersecurity Month, so be more aware of your cybersecurity and make a list, maybe make a checklist. We'll put a checklist in the notes of things people should be doing. We'll give them like a top five or ten things sure. in the podcast notes, and uh, yeah, check it out. Find B2B Vault everywhere, just at B2B Vault. We're all over the place. All the podcast networks, YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. So everybody have a great day. Peace out. Carpe diem. Peace. Cybersecurity Month.